This is the Santita Jackson Show. All right, all right. Good morning. It's Ricky Hendon sitting in for Santita Jackson. Santita's taking a little break, but I am here. We want to give you a lively show this morning. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Feliz Navidad to everybody out there in Radio Land. Tune in, tune in, tune in. We're going to have a great show today. We're going to talk about uh, cannabis and the new licenses that are coming out with Porsche Mittens. We're going to get Porsche on the phone in a few minutes. And then... At 7 o'clock, I'm going to be doing a simulcast with Maze Jackson. That's right, Maze Jackson from the Maze Jackson Show will be joining me, and we'll be talking politics. Then at 7.30, Dr. Willie Wilson will be our special guest. So you all need to call in 773-763-9278, 773-763-9278-WCPT, where facts still matter. They still matter, and that is so, so very important. I just want to thank uh, Santita for letting me sit in for her and, and Mark and Matt for uh, having the confidence in me to being a, a, a good host that can sit in for a great host, and that's Santita Jackson. This is Ricky Hendon, former retired senator, and we're going to get this show on the road. Uh, before I get going, I did have a few. i get my negatives out the way right uh, first. Uh, we lost three people this week. This week has been a tough week. A uh, young man I grew up with, Willie Wilson. I mean, um, I'm sorry, uh, not not Dr. Willie Wilson. He'll be on at 730 with us. Um, uh, uh, Willie White. Uh, grew up, grew up with Willie White, and and he made his transition. Uh, May McClellan and McClendon, a lot of you know May. She has worked in a lot of campaigns. Uh, she was just working in Dr. Wilson's campaign. She does petitions, field operations. Uh, she took sick and and departed um, this world. Uh, in this phase of this thing called life. Um, and um, I wanted to give condolences to those two families as well as my own family. Uh, my son Tyler lost his granddad, Michelle's dad. Um, it's just, 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 just out here, everybody. Uh, Marvin Figgins. So, um, just wanted to get that out the way so we could uh, get to the festive things. I got my man with me today, everybody, on Facebook. Y'all know we was here at Christmas before. Hey! Let's do it. Do that. Christmas. Y'all know what time it is. Hey! Yeah! If you ain't up, get up. Wake up. If you ain't having a good time, have a good time, Jewel. It's Christmas! Yeah, right on time. You know you always do that song real, real good. Now, you know, you can check us out on Facebook. We're on WCPT's Facebook page, WCPT820 Facebook page. Go there and you can see me. I'm looking all good and everything, you know what I'm saying? My birthday just passed, you know what I mean? I have, I'm 39. Get my last lie out for 2022. 39 years old, uh, December 8th, and feeling great. Let's get right in. Uh, Portia. Do we got Portia Mittens on the line? Hi, Portia. Portia, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now, Portia. Good morning. Thank you for coming on with me today as I sit in for Tantita Jackson. How are you? I am 
over the flu. Um, in our peace business. But we're going to keep them loud anyway because they got to keep the world going. There you go. There you go. I've had my battles with it, too. I have my mask with me. I took it off to be in the studio, Facebook Live. and uh, But I've, you got to do it these days. There's a lot going on out here. Portia Mittens, everyone, is an expert in the cannabis business. She's one of the first black people, not just first black woman, to own a dispensary uh, uh, to grow legal, I mean, to sell legal cannabis um, in, in Oregon. And now she's back in Illinois, where she is from. Uh, Portia, we legit trapping. We just love you. We got 55 new licenses coming up, and we wanted to uh, tell the people about those and anything else you want to talk about that's going on in the cannabis industry. So these 55 new licenses are for dispensaries. Is that right? Yep. Just, um, we too lonely. Uh-huh. And, and I have to say, you know, when I first heard it, I was like, this is really wise to give out five more when the initial open. They're still looking for money. They're still trying to get their blood. And then it hit me that it doesn't matter to me whether I think it's wise or not. It's happening. Right. So since it's happening, let's get the people educated. Let people know what's going on and give them the right facts. Because whether we agree or disagree, it's going to happen. That's right. You're going in and out, Portia. Um, your, your phone is breaking up. Is she on speaker, maybe? You got me on speaker or something? I do have you on speaker. I'm going to take you off. Yeah, try to take us off speaker because this is such important information. People know that cannabis is legal in Illinois now. Um, by way of full disclosure, I was blessed, uh, me and my children and Westside Visionaries, to win a license this last round. And we're not in as desperate a situation as some of our colleagues. I also, just so people know, I did ask uh, members of the Canada Alliance and Chicago Normal to come on this morning. I believe Edie Moore will be joining us at 6.30. Uh, I'm in with the Green Rose Dispensary Group and um, uh, Ross Marielli, Jay Stewart, other people. and We're doing uh, very well in our build-out at 12.33 South Wabash. And they did just open one at 612 uh, North Wales. Uh, but there are a lot of people struggling to get the money to build out and to open, uh, just like Portia has said. So there was a question. Why give out 55 new licenses while some of us are struggling uh, to get uh, open? Is that what you were saying, Portia? Yes. Well, I was just saying that when I first heard it, I was sort of on the fence. But then I realized that, like, my feelings about it don't change the facts. The facts is they're coming out is at a discounted rate. It's something that um, people who are through social equity maybe will be able to benefit from. Now, that's the key word. That's the key word right there. True social equity applicants. And I hate the term social equity applicants. 
uh, applicants because it has allowed people to pimp the system and yep. min- minorities and women, uh, blacks and Latinos still were, did not get the number of licenses that, that we should have got. Um, so if it's a true social equity program, I'm OK with it. And then I think the state should not give out any more dispensary licenses. I do like the fact that Governor J.B. Pritzker gave uh, us, those who needed an easy route to get a 180-day extension for their build-out. Are you you aware of that, Portia? Yes. Mm-hmm. The deadline is coming up very soon, isn't it? Like January 1st or 2nd week of January is the due date to turn that in. Right. So it's a so, very easy form, and they didn't make it onerous at all. Right. So those of you who uh, know about social equity applicants who are struggling, uh, tell them to get that extra 180 days. You you have to have uh, property identified. I think that's the way it, it works. Yeah. Uh, we've identified our property. I just gave the address where we we're going to be. But if you don't have your property yet, get that extension. The governor made it very easy. I thank uh, uh, Deputy Governor Christian Mitchell for working with us and the Canada Alliance and uh, Kiana Hughes and I were able to go down and meet with them and, and, and talk with them. And uh, uh, Christy from the uh, Department of Ag, um, uh, my good friend, uh, the senator, is over that now. Um, and you need that extension. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. It's hard to raise money out here. So get that extension. At least the governor gave us that. And Portia, they... And it's free. And and it's right. They don't get no better than that. They're free. <laughs> so 55 new licenses. Let's stay on that for a minute. And then I want to talk about Craft Girl just a little bit. The um, application process, I believe, starts in January. End of January? Correct. January 23rd, I believe, is the first date you can start turning them in. January 23rd. And then you will be, those who put in a good application uh, will be put into a lottery system or something like that? Yes, they will be put into a lottery system, like an actual lottery. They're partnering with the Illinois State Lottery, and it's just like pulling an actual lottery. And that lottery will be in February. Correct. Great. Around about uh, Valentine's Day. Around that. Va- oh, that would be so sweet for Valentine's Day. Can you imagine sitting up there with your boo all booed <laughs> up and cuffed up and y'all find out you just won a cannabis dispensary license worth millions of dollars? Y'all going to get married. I just pulled I just pulled up the doc and it's actually January 30th is the first date you can start submitting licenses. January 30th. Now, um, they made it easy. It's online. So where will people go to get the information if they wanted to apply to get them a cannabis store? I, as in Illinois, D as in dog, F as in frog, P as in Porsche, R as in Ricky, dot Illinois.gov. You know what? That is so. That is so sweet. They got out. They, me and Portia is up in that jewel. I D F P R dot I L dot gov dot Illinois. The entire state name dot Illinois. To spell it out, I L L I N O I S dot gov. 
All right. So and that's also when you're there, sign up for notifications. Sign up for so what that now? You can get notifications, email notifications. So when things happen, they send out emails. Right, and they have been very good at that. You get the emails, and everybody, be be prepared. I know this is going to be easier and more streamlined, but, you know, have your taxes in order. You know, don't owe the state any money. Things like that will slow you down. Uh, uh, I don't know if they're going to be that stringent this time, but I know everybody had to clear certain protocols when it came to uh, owing the tax, uh, the tax is state any money uh, for anything. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you can apply for these licenses. This is very important. This is going to be the last chance. And I'm talking about it this morning with Portia because we promised people who didn't make it that we would help them and give them the information when the next round, which will probably be the final round for dispensaries. I don't know about Craft Grow and others, but it, it you should get your opportunity now. And this is statewide, right, Portia? It's statewide, correct. Uh, they're going to give out 36 in the Cook County region. Uh-huh. And then, like, one throughout the other um, regions. Okay. And then the rest in the other regions, 14 in the other regions. Mm-hmm. Okay, great, great. Well, everybody, if you want to call us in, call at 773 763 That's 773 763 9278. Jewel is here with us. Merry Christmas, Jewel. Merry Christmas, Mickey. I got two lovely ladies Merry this Christmas, morning. Merry Christmas, Mickey. Sorry, my mic wasn't on. That's <laughs> all right. Merry Christmas. We got Portia. Oh, Merry Christmas, Portia. Uh, question. Uh, Jewel, I was wondering, what time is our break? What time do we have to break here? Um, we got a little time with Portia? Uh, yeah, around 6.28. Okay, so we're, we're in good shape. So, Portia, yeah. um, these licenses will allow people to sell cannabis legally in the state of Illinois. Now, you have experience in uh, Oregon is where you had your first dispensary, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, so technically, I still have the license. I am transitioning to a new location. And you know, that takes time. Right. To get the new location, to get it approved. So I still have the license. It is still legal, operational, and we're going to be reopening in about no more than three weeks. Oh, that is wonderful news. Um, and I know that being the first black woman had to be a challenge for you. Uh, how did you overcome those obstacles of being the first black, you know, being the first black anything is like Obama being the first black president. You're going to have some obstacles. How were you able to overcome those obstacles as the first uh, black woman, one of the first black women in, in, in the entire country to get a cannabis license? Mm-hmm. Well, one of them just in full transparency. By me going to a place like Oregon, and we all know the racist history of Oregon, um, I had Caucasian partners and to no, help. And nothing is wrong with that, too. I mean, I, mean, I want people no. to understand uh, the industry is 99.9% owned by white men. owned by white men. So when the government says to you, uh, partner up with somebody that has some experience, the only people you got is white men. So, you know what I'm saying? Because I've caught some criticism. Oh, you you, you got a white part. You brought in some white guy. And what? You know, when did we get so where we can't 
partner up and work together. We so okay, need to work together. Right. So you had some, exactly. some 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 white people working with you. Nothing's wrong with that. And they lived in Oregon. That was the you know they lived there, so they knew the lay of the land and. And they had certain relationships. Right, right. You were from Kankakee, Illinois. Right. Here, a little black girl come from Kankakee, Illinois. I'm like, I, I want to get in there. They're like, what? <laughs> right, right, right. And you were, but you were okay. able to to open your 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 dispensary there. What's the name of it again? The Coffee Pot. The Coffee. Pot. Y'all get it? You get the play on words. The coffee pot. And guess what? Coffee and cannabis does go together. They do go together. And we used to give out um, a free cup of coffee when people came in. A free cup of coffee if you bought some marijuana. I like that. They 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 don't say the word marijuana, but weed, marijuana, pot, cannabis. It all smokes the same, okay? Don't, don't, don't call me in on that one. Well, and you were able to overcome those obstacles, uh, get get through the zoning. That's what we just got finished getting through our zoning. You will need an attorney for some things if you come up against, like, zoning. You right. You do need an expert sometimes for those kinds of things. You, the day-to-day, you can figure out. But for zoning, land use, certain contracts, you probably want to bring in an attorney. I tell everybody, get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. I have a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Adam uh, Fain from... Uh, um Name of the company, uh, uh, Saul, Saul Ewing. And, you know, they are costly, but very much worth it. The last thing you want to do, everybody, is to get an opportunity to get a million-dollar business, and you're doing it with, with Bubba, your cousin, Boo, and Pookie. No, no, no. It's good to have them in your group, especially if they had a conviction for cannabis or something like that, but you need an expert attorney to help you with your paperwork, and the paperwork going to be easier this time, but as Portia says, to help you with zoning, uh, to get approval from the city or the, the local municipality. You need somebody who does that kind of work. So uh, mm-hmm. people like Portia, are you offering uh, any kind of consulting? Because uh, I know uh, uh, other people are. I saw Ambrose. I hope he calls in. Uh, his group is doing one. We're going to do one on the West Side because West Siders, that's where I'm from, often don't get all the information that they need. And we're going to do it relatively soon. But are, are you offering any? I know you had a, a an event not too long ago, and you were helping people out. How are you going to help? Are you helping people with this time? Yes, I am. Uh, I haven't picked a date yet, but people can just email me. Okay. Portia, P-O-R-T as in Tom, I-A, uh-huh. at com. At legit? Or they can... L-E-G-I-T? Mm-hmm. Tra- and then T-R-A-P-P-I-N. Okay. Dot com. Okay. Or you can find me on social media, hit me up. Um, I'll be posting on my legit traffic social media, Instagram and Facebook, on when I'm going to do a live. Or people can just hit me up and, you know, in DM and ask me a question. All right, everybody. So, Portia, she's on Facebook, uh, uh, Mittens. Uh, mm-hmm. at- M-I-T-T-O-N-S. 
M-I-T-T-O-N-S, or Portia at LegitTrapping.com so if, to get further information. We know you can't get all the information on, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, however long I'll have Portia with me, uh, program on the radio this time at early in the morning. But you can also reach me uh, on Facebook because I post everything on Facebook, Ricky Hendon. Uh, uh, R-I-C-K-E-Y-H-E-N-D-O-N on my Facebook page and my email is Ricky Hendon R-I-C-K-E-Y-H-E-N-D-O-N at AOL.com so when I say we're going to do it it's Westside Visionaries uh, we don't quite know how it works or how to set it up yet uh, but we're going to do it as well just to advise people and help people get into this lucrative business and it's a good thing so Portia whatever your date is let me know uh, maybe we can do something together uh, whenever your live is I'll be happy to be on that now uh, on Craft Grow People were having trouble with craft grow, but the governor's office agreed to let people go up to 1,500 uh, uh, square feet, 15,000 square feet now, right? Now, I wanted to check with you on that because I had, you had said that to me, but I haven't seen it anywhere and I haven't been able to find it. And I'm not perfect and I don't know everything. So I wanted to follow up with you. That's a question I have for you, actually. Oh, okay. Well, the governor's office uh, has said that they were going to allow that, and I've heard it. I don't have a craft girl, so I'm not getting those emails about it. But it's clear that people cannot make money at 5,000 square feet. They just can't. They can't even raise money to open. And the values of a craft grow have plummeted. So until they can get to the 14,000 or 15,000 square feet of grow, they're not going to make any money. And, the, and Governor JB's office seemed to understand that. So I think we will be able to, to do that. All right. Well, they haven't sent it out yet officially. Okay. Well, well, hopefully we'll get that. And then there's legislation that the Canada uh, uh, Alliance and other activists have that we're going to be pushing. Then hopefully we can get to that. So, Portia, can you hold on? Uh, we're going to take a break. Can you hold on? Yep, I'm here. All right. Hold on. Portia Mittens will be back with us. We're going to take a quick break uh, here on the Santita Jackson Show. And uh, we will be right back. Don't go nowhere. <laughs> Hold on, Porsche. I'm here. I want my round of money. Now, Catfish. Y'all know the hustle. Y'all know you better secure that bag. My stimulus check. Hey. I ain't got mine yet. I want to call my congressman. Can we get a Porsche and an idiot at the same time? Hey, hey! I need that 10K the other day. And it's already gone away. I had some bills. I had to buy some Christmas stuff that I had to pay. All right, all right, Georgia. That's wrong of money, y'all. Let's dive right back into it. Porsche, are you there? I'm here. All right. Let's bring in Edie Moore. Edie Moore from Chicago Normal. Edie Moore, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, girl, wake up. Hit a blunt or something. Wake up, girl. 
I don't know where I get this energy from in the morning like this. I really don't. But it's great to have you on our show. I'm talking with Portia Mittens. You know Portia, of course. And I do. I do. Good morning, Portia. Hey, I am so glad to have my two queens on here and got Jewel on here. It's just a beautiful day. I'm waking up to all this lovely and gorgeousness and intelligence. Ain't nothing like a... Beautiful, intelligent woman, Edie Moore. We are talking cannabis this morning. We, we Portia and I were talking about those 55 new licenses uh, that are coming out. But you could dive in about any subject matter at all. Portia did mention some people are struggling raising the money to get open. And the governor's got a, gave us that 180-day extension. But wh- 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 what's your thoughts this morning? Oh, well, I had so many thoughts this morning, and um, I wasn't listening earlier about the 55, but I'm glad you guys were talking about that. Um, that's something that we we really fought to make the application process easier for folks. Um, but it's weird that they followed the letter of the law to release them um, by the end of this year when... The intent was to release things in tranches. We're giving people a chance to get open and and operating before releasing the next set. And that it didn't happen because of so many delays. Right. But but when they when we're asking them to read the letter of the law when and it comes to conditional licenses and being able to raise money and raise capital and take on partners, um, they're not following the letter of the law. So um, we get really confused. We feel like we run into our, this brick wall every day when we're studying this and talking to people about it because um, our hands are tied. We have to We have to try to force the hands of the legislators and the administrators who can actually do something about this. Now, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. And Portia, you said something similar to that. Am I right? I did. Yeah, I feel the same way. So let me ask you ladies this. If the application is process is easier and, and Edie is right there were court uh, delays there's still a, a case in court right now uh, the Wahe group uh, and I did talk to the attorney um, Maisie Harris is one of the attorneys on that uh, the other day and it is continuing uh, I personally don't like the word conditional, period. There is no conditional when it comes to uh, transporter, when it comes to infuser, when it comes to craft grow. So why have conditional on uh, a dispensary? Just have you want a license, and then it makes it easier to, to me, for, as Edie has said, to raise capital and, and open. Am I, am I off kilter there, or ladies, where, am I right or wrong, Edie? Go ahead, Portia, if you have something. Oh, I was just going to say that they're probably using the term conditional because you can lose your license if you don't follow these A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know, things. So it's not automatic that it renews every year. 
you have to stay up to par. And maybe that's the message they're trying to get across to people. And I, and I get that message, but that yeah, A, B, yeah. C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, C, Z, Z is the problem, right, Edie? It's too oh, much yeah, gum stuff you got to do. Oh, it, it will consume your life. Also following the conditional or provisional stage, you know, the things that you have to do to get open. That's fine. Um, the problem comes in when, when there are, the seeds of confusion are sown about what you can do in that conditional phase. The CRTA, or the law that governs this whole process, says that um, you can do certain things. You, you just have to get permission. So when we ask, okay, so how do you get permission? Um, the administration or the body that regulates um, the IDFPR, uh, um, they say a total different thing about what you can do in conditional than the um, Department of Agriculture says about what you can do in conditional. Right, so right. So you don't feel that any of that is um, conducive to helping social equity get open. Yeah, and that's why we. You, I, I've, I've, I've married myself to this phase you, phrase you came up with, Edie. I believe you came up with it. One plant, one agency. There should be one agency dealing with cannabis, and that would make it easier. Uh, maybe it's a combination of ag and IDFPR, or whatever. But it should be one agency because, like with alcohol, yeah. you got one agency. You know what I mean? One agency. We've had a lot of meetings um, in the past several months. I want to say uh, last since last summer or so about how to get that one agency done. But again, you know, Ricky, there are unseen hands that that, that don't want that to happen. Right. So we don't know how to fight these unseen hands, what rooms they're getting into, who's listening to them, and how much power they have um, to to fight against us. Well, we are moving forward with the new legislation. And, um, you know, Edie, as you know, I told the group that I'd be out of the loop for a minute because, you know, I do run political campaigns and I got Willie Wilson for mayor and uh, Monique Scott for Alderman 24th Ward, Jennifer Maddox in the 20th Ward, uh, 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 Gloria, uh, more in the... um, Fifteen. So I, I've been busy, but we are still putting forward as a group, right, uh, Edie, and then Portia, you can chime in on this because Portia is part of uh, the group with, um, uh, what's your the group you're, you just got on the board, Portia? The Cannabis Business Association of Illinois. The Cannabis Business Association of Illinois. But the Canna Alliance is putting forth legislation to do some things that will make it easier. Uh, Edie, am I right? And I know it got tweaked while I was out the loop, but we are trying to make it easier. And LaShawn Ford, our state representative, carried it before, and Senator Kimberly Lightford, I talked to both of them, uh, Jahan Gordon Booth. Uh, they are going to try to help us, uh, Speaker Welch, to make it clear things up. Am I headed um, in the right direction we anyway? Have those, we can have those conversations, um, but there's nothing in the CRTA 
that addresses what I was just talking about. The current um, problems, the right. Traditional, the, the, the current problem for dispensaries. So the legislation that uh, we have drafted and, and put forth is to support the um, the 14,000 square foot expansion, um, which I know Portia has worked passionately on. She has a, um, she's a as a grower. And um, we are trying to, of course, make things easier for employees. But there's there's a lot of work to do on this. I mean, our legislative session is so short compared to the number of things that we need to fix to get done. Right in this law to get done, mm-hmm. you know, and right. they're, they're telling us it needs to be one bill, or we only. Or, or nothing's going to happen in veto session, and I am adamant, adamant that there needs to be somebody working on this every day. There needs to be a cannabis caucus who who consists of, or that consists of, um, a roundtable of legislators, administrators, advocates, owners, people who, enough people at the table who are working on this every damn day, Ricky. Well, let me say, let me say this. Let me say this. Uh, perhaps uh, there needs to be a follow-up meeting with the Deputy Governor Christian Mitchell. Uh, Kiana Hughes and I, by the grace of the group, uh, started talking to them. I mean, we, I have, we haven't done it in a minute. Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know Kiana's current uh, situation, but uh, the Canada Alliance needs to uh, send us back down there or send me and somebody else back down there to talk to Christian about the current Absolutely. problems. Absolutely, because what, what's next? Yeah, what's next? What's next? I know they put out a, a, a um, directive makes, saying that, okay, you can do management agreements and things like that now, and that was kind of unclear, ambu- ambiguous. I don't have a management agreement. I, I, I brought in a consultant to help me, uh, which is a little different. Um, but did that did that directive they put out didn't clear anything up, Edie or Portia? Uh, not, not enough. Not enough. Not enough. Not, All right. not enough. Exactly. I want to say it made it even murkier. They they created a new thing called a conditional management agreement that has to be. Um, Temporary. It, it, it's silly. I mean, I need to raise money. Wait, 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 wait. Slow down because you lost me now. <laughs> the conditional management agreement that they say you can do now has to be temporary? Oh, yes. It has to end when you're out of conditional faith. So only for you're going to bring in somebody... Who will want to come in and, and and manage, be your manager, or help you? And then at in a couple of months, you they can, you could throw them out. You have to end that agreement yeah. and start a different agreement. All right, I missed that one. I, I guess I was too busy getting petitions. I was too busy down in the board of election because that don't make no sense to me. If it you, don't make no sense exactly, and and it's I guess it's. For people who need help or need to hire Hell, people. Hell, all of us need help. <laughs> the business is 99.9% owned by white men. 
We all need help from clearly those white men. Yes. Yeah. The progressive ones, the ones that listen to to, to, to this station, to, to, for, so, because they have all the expertise, or most of it. There are very few Porsche mittens in the world, and even Porsche need a little help. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The, the maybe maybe that intent was for yeah. people that are selling their licenses, so they can have an agreement with the person that they're selling it to and then it goes away. But what doesn't make sense is that is the requirement that it has to be. Mm-hmm. That should be optional. And Portia, you, I, I'm, I love the way that you are proposing the questions because you, uh, we're doing the same thing. Maybe it's because, or maybe they thought, or maybe the intent was we shouldn't be asking those questions like that. Not at this stage, right? Because we're be most of us clear. Most of us, like me, we're not trying to sell. We want to open, grow, and expand. I have country cousins in Atlanta, Michigan, New York, California. Uh, once it goes legal nationally, we want to be players on the national stage. So I think the state is making a mistake thinking we all just want to sell, but they can force us out of business to the point that you got to sell or just go under. So we're going to. And if you do want to, and if you do want to sell, that should be okay too. That should be okay yeah, that's too. Okay too. And, and that's why I said, I don't think it's wrong that they have this, rule that you can have a condition or that you can have a agreement that goes away after a certain time because if you fail you can have the agreement until you open and then it goes away the problem is that it is required yeah, it should be the only optional. way to do it. It should be optional. I, all right, I, I, I get it, lady. I'm listen. Like I said, I'm late to the party on that one uh, because I've been so involved in this upcoming election. Um, but, but, Edie, please uh, let me know when the next uh, Zoom call with the group. I will get on, and you all can bring me up to speed. Um, the fact that I used to be state senator helps me. Uh, talk to some of them. It, it helps the group to have me uh, uh, as Absolutely. an ad- advocate. So I will definitely do that because I, I I missed that part. You know, I missed that part. And then you all know I was going through my own zoning situation and zoning board of appeals. Thank God we passed that. Thank you, Alderman Pat Dow uh, and the whole board for voting for us four to nothing to open at uh, uh, twelve thirty three uh, Wabash. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. And, yeah, congrats. But, but I still got that problem of a Negro trying to move right across the street from me, you know, and I'm like, bro, 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 take your black somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Why why do you like this? I don't know why we like this. The man told me, and I've been trying to talk to the brother, hey, you know, business is business. We thought we could build out before you all, and then we'll get our license before you get yours, and we could share this corner. Bro, please, don't, don't play with me. Because I know if they built out before us, they would be saying, enforce the 1,500 square feet rule, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but 
you want to be right. So we, I don't know why we like that Porsche. You know, black folk, we be doing each other in all the time. I don't know why, but it is what it is. So uh, that's another thing I hope that we enforce that 1500 uh, foot rule. They can't be that close to you because that cannibalizes the stores that you're saying you want to help. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to touch one, uh, uh, a couple other subjects on this. And Edie, a uh, portion I did talk about the 55 new licenses that are going to be coming out uh, in January or in February, application late January. Um, and I believe this will be, at least I'm advocating that this be the last and final 55 licenses. Where do you all come down on that? Should this be the final 55 licenses so we don't oversaturate? Well, I don't know if we can we can say we have reached the saturation point yet. That was the whole point of rolling out the, the, the licenses for dispensary in small tranches. Mm-hmm. The problem is that we have released them all at, at the same time, practically. Yeah, because of the lawsuits. So we, we have no idea. Yeah, because of the lawsuits and things like that. So we have no idea whether or not we have reached its saturation. I know that I've been watching the ZBA hearings, and there are still no applications for um, uh, locations on the southeast side, on the southwest side, and, and communities of color. Right. Um, everybody is, you know, dashing to be downtown, which is okay, but, you know, that's still not access. That's not why we got into this thing. Right, right. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. say for certain um, I'm going to call for a halt. I think we need to call for a damn wait. These 55 shouldn't have been released yet. Okay, well, that, that, that uh, cow is out of the barn now, as they would say. So it, 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 I want to try to get an understanding of, are these 55 going to be targeted to true social equity applicants, which is the name of my group? We put the word true in front of it because I hate social equity applicants because people use that and, and misuse that. Uh, but this new 55, is it? Is it uh, really going to address or trying to address what you just mentioned, Edie, that the west side and the south side really don't have any any action? Um, is, 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 is it supposed to be made easier and online? But I, I, is it going to be better for social equity, true social equity people? But two, two social equity people and then where they place them are two different things. Right. Yeah. So, okay, I, I guess I don't have enough time this morning to figure out how they're going to make sure it's our people without us ending up in court again. Because there, there, you- are, yeah, there, there are limits to who can apply and how many times you can apply this time. You can only apply one time. Uh, you have to be justice impacted and live in a DIA. So it, it should cut down on the, um, or it should increase the amount of people who are quote unquote, quote unquote true social equity. However, if the state or doesn't budge on sales and transfers of equity, then those people are going to be in the same same situation, situation that we're in from now. Right? They're not, not going to be able right. to raise money, and if they are. 
of a social, a certain social economic status, they're going to have even a harder time. It takes money. It takes money. It. Ain't no doubt about that. No little money. You have, on one hand, you have to be, you know, completely um, a poor person and grew up a poor person and still a poor person and still expected to open a multi-million dollar business by <laughs> yourself. All right, ladies. Well, hopefully we will talk to the governor and the deputy governor, Governor J.B. Prisker, deputy governor Christian Mitchell, who has been has helped up me a lot and made me feel a little more comfortable with where we were going. Um, and we had conveyed that to the group uh, on everything from badging, as you said, mentioned easy eating, making it easier for people to uh, work in the stores uh, to going to 14,000 square feet for craft grow and, uh, and, and beyond 25,000, I hope, as well as transportation. I mean, public delivery, which I'm a, strong advocate of the dispensary system, public delivery, where every dispensary can choose their own delivery service, not the app, which only one or two big white guys are going to own the app, and then they'll own all the delivery business. Hopefully, we can get some clarity on that uh, going forward. Uh, If they want to reach you, Edie and Portia, uh, let's start with Edie. How do they reach you, Chicago Normal, uh, for advice? Uh, and as much help as you can give them, I know you're bluntly honest, and it's hard. But at least they can get some help if they call you or contact you. How would they contact you, Edie Moore? Um, I'm still with Chicago Normal. I'm the legislative director of Chicago Normal. And it's info at chicagonormal.org. And normal is spelled N-O-R-M-L. Info at chicagonormal.org. Org. org. All right. And that's for Edie Moore, if you, because you can't get it all on a, a, our show. Um, you know, I will be here tomorrow. We may not talk about cannabis tomorrow. I think I'm going to leave that up to Maze Jackson. Maybe we'll talk about some of the automatic races tomorrow. Um, but but uh, info at chicagonormal.org. And Portia is Portia at legittrapping.com. Huh. Mm-hmm, dot com. Okay, and you both are on social media, right? Yep. Yep. So they can I go. I am Portia Mittens, M-I-T-T-O-N-S. All right. P-O-R-T-I-A. That's on Facebook and uh, Twitter, okay. Instagram, all that stuff? Twitter. I'm off of Twitter. I got off Twitter. Elon do too much. Elon must do too much. (laughs) He done lost one. And Edie Moore, uh, you're on Facebook as well. I know I'm your Facebook friend. Yes, I'm on Facebook as Edie Moore. All right, ladies, I really appreciate you this morning. I want to say Merry Christmas. I'm going to play Rona Money uh, in both of y'all honor. Thank you for coming on and getting up with me early this morning. I know it's early, ladies. Love you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Here come Rona Money for my queens. And I hope y'all get that Rona Money, ladies. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Happy New Year. I ain't got mine yet. Portia Middens and Edie Moore. 
thank both of them for coming on this morning, waking up with me, waking up with you, giving out that information that you need about the cannabis business in case you want to get into it or you know somebody who want to get into it. It's legal. You may as well make some money. If you don't indulge, that's not the issue. Don't indulge. You don't have to indulge. There are people who own liquor stores who don't drink alcohol. Okay? There are people who own radio stations who don't come on the station. They just own it. So you need to, to get this information and use it to your benefit. We will be pivoting to uh, a simulcasting with Mays Jackson and uh, Talking Politics in just a few minutes here on the Santita Jackson Show. So stick and stay. Don't go away. We will be back. This is the Santita Jackson Show. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Santita Jackson Show. Santita's taking a few days off. Uh, we're going to hook up with the Maze Jackson. Uh, we're trying to do that now uh, from the Maze Jackson show. Uh, no relations, I don't think. Uh, is that they may be Maze Jackson? I'm calling us on that warm line. Is that it? I don't know. Uh, we're trying something new. Uh, Maze and I are trying to work together. Uh, I wanted to be a guest on his show. He won't be a guest on this show. Uh, we're going to try to do this simulcast thing. This morning. Oh, we got Dr. Wilson, Willie Wilson in, in now. If you want to call around seven uh, seven thirty, and we'll have you on because we have we have another guest on. Okay, yeah, we will have uh, Doctor Wilson at seven thirty. I will absolutely let him know. I believe that's the right time. Um, that was Doctor Wilson. Yes. Okay, so he's just a little bit early. We got Mae Jackson. Not yet. Okay, they got us on hold, I think. Major X don't have us on hold. Okay, so uh, don't forget you can go to WCPT's Facebook page uh, right now. Um, uh, WCPT 820. And. Um, All right, I'm calling from Ricky Hennon. We can. Uh, you can see the show. Uh, don't go to my page, but uh, go to the station's page. And I believe we have uh, Maze Jackson. Oh, okay. We got Maze Jackson on the line, everybody. Uh, let's. Can we bring him in? Yep. Maze, are you there? I'm in, man. I'm in. What's up, what's up My man, my man, man. Let, let me say this. Let me say this. Because people. Senator, 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 Senator. Hold on real quick. Okay. I got, I'm getting feedback from you. You're getting feedback from us, okay? We got to try to work that yeah. out. So you got your mix. She got it. Your mix minus. You got to turn off your mix minus. Okay. Because okay. I'm, I'm getting you back in my hair. All right. How's that now? Okay, we good. All right, everybody. We have the most dynamic talk show host in the, in the country, in my opinion. I mean, I'm decent. Santita's great. But this man right here, Mays Jackson, I'm telling you, what's in it for the black people when it comes to black people? This is the man. Mays Jackson, I just wanted to give you your flowers, man, while, you know, you can smell them because you deserve it. And let me say this. What you do, a lot of people wouldn't do, Mays. 
And I know you've been talking about leaving. I hope you come over here to WCPT, 820 AM. I'm telling you, that's what I want. All right? That's what I want. Maze Jackson, where facts matter right here. But you're doing your thing, man, and, and it gets frustrating. I don't want you to ever quit. Don't ever quit. It's hard and tough, I know, but I want to give you your accolades right now. Mays Jackson, Ricky Ricardo Hendon, former state senator, said you are the greatest talk show host for black America in the entire world. Well, damn. I gotta, I gotta take that, and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting over here, uh, cheesing, grinning, and honored. First of all, let me say, uh, Senator Hinden, what we're doing right now is historic. Uh, we are simulcasting yeah. uh, both your show and my show, uh, so I am. Cro- I felt like it would be great for us to do a cross collaboration. Yes. Um, and so right now you are broadcasting live. Uh, you're on WCPT, which is eight twenty a.m. Is right. that correct? Right. And you're on fifteen seventy a.m. And I'm on 1570 AM, so we at the beginning of the dial and at the end of the dial. Right now, making black history, showing collaboration, right? And that's and what also we should do. like, not competition, but collaboration. Right. And I'm excited for this opportunity. And we're going to do it again tomorrow. Now, I might do it from the crib because I'm feeling vacation-y. That's but right. Still it ended. Let's 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 talk, man. What's going on, man? First of all, now you you wear a lot of hats. Before I know I'm on your station, so I'm gonna let you take the thing. But I just gotta say, Senator Hinden, I gotta give you your flowers and your props too, right? Tomorrow uh, I want you to drive thing. the car. Tomorrow I want you to drive the car, and maybe we'll talk automatic okay, races or whatever. Today. I'll drive it today a little bit. You drive it tomorrow. Okay. That's collaboration. But I wanted to uh, just say a couple of things. Number one, you're you're not just on Facebook. Your Facebook page, May Jackson Show. And on 1570, but you're also on the what other streaming are you streaming on right now? Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. See what I'm talking about, everybody? FaceTube, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Maze is the man. Maze, let's dive right in. The mayor's race. Okay. The last time I talked with you, and you can ask me anything. You want to ask me about the Jamal Green mess? I'll, I'll answer it. You know, you want to ask about anything? I'll do. I'll, we either way. But uh, your last time I heard your show, and I get you every morning I can. You said that there was going to be a new poll coming out showing Chewy Garcia in the lead, and the rest follow, follow, follow. And I believe you were educating our people as to how these polls work. What's the standing on that right now? So actually, Senator, I am working on, we actually are getting ready to put our, do our own poll so we can have a poll. I really want to poll for black folks, right? I realize there's a mainstream thing that's going on, but right now I, I truly feel like as I look at these numbers, we really do have, this is probably our last chance uh, to elect a black mayor with the changing dynamics in the city of Chicago. Right. Um, and I don't think that Mayor Lightfoot clearly is not our best chance at it. All of the polls seem to show the same thing, that her disapproval rating uh, means that white folks nowhere are giving her a chance. Latinos nowhere are giving her a chance. We as black folks, being the most forgiving, are only willing to give her a 50-50 chance, which means to me that all the polls seem to indicate this, mm-hmm. uh, Senator, um, that— She's stuck at 25 percent. Uh, She's stuck at, and not even 25. Okay, okay. Right? I'll give 25 her 25. is on the hot. 20, you're, you're giving her 25 as if she would pick up the whole black community. Okay. For her to get there, she'd need to pick up the whole black community. The mayor is stuck somewhere between 
let's say, between 15 and 18. Wow. She's not going to get more beyond 15 or 18. Now, in this crowded field, 18, in some cases, seems to be enough to get you to a runoff. But as what, uh, what we're seeing is that she has no chance with white or Latino voters. Just lost. So she has no room to grow. She's no room to grow and pick up, which then makes me ask, is she really the black community's best chance to be mayor? Right. And I, and, and when you look at the, the, the two, the, what we know is that the, there is a four person race, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you look at any of the polls right now, we've got a four person race. Let's say, let, and I'm just for tickles and giggles, we're going to say, we're going to put Chewy Garcia in the front runner spot. Let's just say that that's what okay, the polls say. let's say that. Okay. Now, I also want our audience, and I want our audience to be, to think about polling, not as the gospel, but really polling for most people is a, is a roadmap. It is a guide. And what you do is you, like what we're seeing is favorable and unfavorables. And what they present to us is your likability that does not include messaging. It does not include how you can take a candidate down or raise them up, et cetera. But what we do know in all of these polls is that the four people are Chewy Garcia, uh, Willie Wilson, Paul Ballas, and Lori Lightfoot, uh-huh. and we won't put them in any particular order. So okay. that's what where we are right now. Okay, so when when are, when are you going to do the what's in it for the black people poll? Uh, do you have a date or that, a week, whatever? We, we plan to release that poll. We plan to release that mid January. Okay. Um, we plan to release it mid January uh, when we think it'll be the most effective, right? Because we haven't seen well, by mid January. We anticipate that we'll see radio, TV we will start to see a full-on media blitz. The other thing that we got to recognize is the mayor with 14%. Let's say the mayor is at 18. That is 18 without any negatives. That's without anybody attacking her. She's And she's on TV every day, all day, and she's been on since Thanksgiving. And if she's still only at four, between 14 and 18, she has no room to grow. So you say her commercial, her commercials are not working. That's what you're saying. Like the commercials are not working. I mean, what is she going to be? Is she, is she going to be the crying mayor? Is she going to be the strong in the face of she's sending mixed messages? So we've seen three attempts at commercials. We saw the pizza box delivery where she goes for the ambiguous black amorphous, uh, they, them, Right. With a white millennial male Generation Z video gamer. That was her first audience. So I say, who does she think she's winning in that space? Then we saw her say, look, I didn't get it all right. Right. So she's apologized. And then she's now going to the black. My parents are southern sharecroppers and my mom. Etc. And so when you look at all of those components, she's fishing to find various audiences because she's got to pull pieces from all different places together you know, to try and h- cobble together a coalition, which just isn't going to happen. Now, this is why audience, my audience, and you all could call. Mace, what's your call in number? They can call your show. Uh, give, give me. Give you me, can call us. Yeah, go ahead. What's that? 87225. Eight seven two two five nine seven four seven four eight seven two two five nine seven four seven four. But Senator, I think you should give your number 
because you'll drive the car and then they can call into you and I'll take whatever questions. Right, well, we're gonna, you want we're gonna, we're gonna give them out. Give you got them, your audience. We'll give them both out. Um, and our number okay. here is 773-763-9278. That's 773-763-9278. And this being a, a simulcast, you could also call Maze's show at 872-259-7474 if you want to join in on this conversation. Now, I personally don't have a problem with the mayor per se. You know, uh, I don't like some of the things that happened. I didn't like closing the black church during the pandemic because I felt that, you know, at that time you need the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you need something, somebody, you know, I didn't like that. Uh, and some other things, but you know, everybody knows I'm with Willie Wilson. Uh, I'm gonna, he's be calling in at 7 30. Uh, I'm gonna stay with Willie Wilson. Uh, but how do you handicap the other black candidates? You know, I, we let Jamal Green on the ballot. I don't wanna get into why. You know, I went crazy, but we did. And, um, uh, we got a caller coming in. And, but before I take this call, how do you, are you gonna, are, are, is there gonna be a plebiscite where the black community calls in these six or seven black candidates and say, hey, you're at one percent. Get out or anything like that. So, Senator, this is and I've been back and forth with this. Like I was looking at. So for the other candidates that register, if you look at the polling, there's Sophia King registers, Brandon Johnson registers, um, and there's one more that registers. But they make up about six point four percent of the decided votes. If you add that 6.4 to Willie Wilson, right, that propels Willie Wilson essentially into a two-way race for second place, right? And I think that when you look at Willie Wilson, and when I say second place, uh, to be in the runoff, to be in the runoff I right. look at, I, I feel like that the, the real race right now is between Willie Wilson and Paul Vallis in my estimation, um, because I don't think the mayor has room to grow, right? And I and, and when you look at the fact that we have been six, that 6.4%, those points are going to count. That right. every point that gets pulled away from a black candidate is going to give us less of a chance to win the black mayor's race. Now, the, the, to, to put a black candidate in the runoff. Now, the challenge that we have, Senator, in the black community is that there really is no leadership. And so when you say, when I say there's no leadership, there really, there used to be a time and we both were involved in the last quote right. unquote plebiscite. And so I don't know that I want to run up that poll and say, Hey, I don't, <laughs> I can so tell you, I don't. And then, Man. <laughs> but I do think that there needs to be, with eight, let, let's just say with eight black candidates and you did a televised debate and you've got 60 minutes, we really don't get to have a meaningful discussion right. with any of the candidates. And so now I got to be left to Mayor Lightfoot putting crazy four by six, uh, four by eights around the state, calling Willie Wilson a Bruce Rounder Republican without ever having an opportunity to say, well, Madam Mayor, well, why did you point to Sam Skinner, George Bush's chief of staff? to be the head of the czar to rebuild Chicago. Let's, why did you take the picture with Ivanka Trump when you first got elected before knowing all of these things? And right. I just feel like there are questions that the black community needs to have answers to, not 
in a plebiscite manner, because I, I really, that plebiscite, it always is somebody who's going to say, I'm bigger than them Negroes over there. I'm smarter I've been than there, Negroes been there, over there. Been there, done that, lost the love of my life going to them stupid meetings. And she told me, baby, <laughs> you you know, you need to be here with me because they're going to mess it up and they mess it up. Uh, and, and, and I want to make say this to, to this audience uh, on, on this end, because I wanted, this is why I want Mays to expand and grow. Because this man is intelligent. He's laying down the, the intellect. It is not necessarily just about electing a black mayor. We want the best mayor. And this audience is white, black, Latino, Asian. And you all need the best mayor. If that mayor happens to be black, great. You know, I think Chewy Garcia is going to fade because of the his, his association with the uh, 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 Sam Freed and the, 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 the cryptocurrency stuff and the taking the money from him. Once that comes out, I think, and, and I, so I kind of agree with you, Mays. It is Vallis and, 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 and Wilson, Lightfoot and, and, and Chewy, kind of, Chewy might be third or something like that. Or let's take a couple of calls, Mays, because I want people to get exposed to who you really are from our audience as well. Uh, Matt, are you there from Chicago? Hey, Matt, welcome to the Santita Jackson show. You know, it's Ricky Hendon and Mays Jackson do simulcasting together. Welcome to the show. What's, what's on your mind? Oh, Lord, Ricky, I am so happy to hear your voice one more time before the year goes out. Thank you. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Oh, I miss you, and I don't know what happened to you, but you disappeared as fast as you came back, but now you're back again. Well, here's so, what I I, I, I am the uh, resident co-host, I guess you'd say, one of the guest co-hosts, and I like it better, actually, for now. Uh, I do believe at this great station, if they get an opening, uh, I will get a regular show, uh, but... But I like co-hosting now and then. I, I'm not a broker anymore, and I like that. You know, I, I, my value brain, my, my brain was like, you know, get compensated for, for this. You know what I'm saying? So that's what happened. It wasn't a station doing nothing negative to me. So go right ahead. Join, what, join in with me and Maze on this conversation. Well, all right. Look, I'm, I'm going to divert it just for one second because this, this, this is so far beyond Chicago politics. This is just insanity. Uh, George Santos. George Santos decided to lie about where he went to college when he ran for Congress. Now, you can lie on your resume. I mean, you really shouldn't, but you can. You can say you were the main manager of distribution when you pass out pens in the office. (laughs) That's what you call embellishing your resume. You can say... That you were the main operations manager, and you could turn on the lights every morning in the office. That's called operations. Unfortunately, you cannot lie about where you went to college when you run for Congress. But he won, right? Run for an elected office. He, he won. He won. Now, 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 bring my audience, bring my audience up to up to up to speed because it's okay going national. We do that a lot. Where did he win? At, he's a Republican, right? He, uh, New York. Mays knows about it. So Mays, you you know about it. So what's your point, Matt? The point is, is that this man needs to resign. It's not a matter of partisan or bipartisan or whatever. Democrat, Republican, you do not lie when you go into office. If a Democrat did this, I tell him to get out, too. Well, let me say this. Let me say this. They lie all the time. Candidates lie all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. Mays, where do you come down on this? Mays? 
you know what? I think it. I think it's an agree. I mean, I think it's another case of embellished resumes. I think you see people all the time um, lying to get to office, and I think what he did was craft a message. This is a guy who said he was the openly gay um, and Jewish. Uh, and then went to college, et cetera, and he was exposed for all of it. I think it's just the vetting process. The vetting like who, process. Who, who vetted him? And I also would say, like, who did the opposition research? So essentially, the Republicans, and they're not going to give up the spot. They're not going to give up the seat. Now, maybe they'll find, a, they'll find a replacement candidate and try and embarrass them in the meantime. But I would say that I, I would tell you that mo- not most candidates, but a lot of candidates lie, uh, whether it's their college degree, et cetera, and then oftentimes – they get cleaned up afterwards. This guy just didn't get cleaned up afterwards. All right. Thanks for your call, man. I appreciate Thank, it. Thanks for your call, uh, Matt. We appreciate you, Mary, it. Uh, Merry holidays. All know. right. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you, too. All right. That's interesting. You know, we do, do a lot of national politics on uh, WCPT May, so uh, I'm, I'm not surprised that I'm we got that, that call. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So um, let me ask you a, a, a question because we are going to go into some of these automatic races maybe tomorrow but having all of these black candidates running for aldermen i noticed that there, there there's not as, as much action on the north side and even in the latino community do you think that'll help get the, the turnout up in the black community having all these candidates for aldermen uh i it'll be interesting to see i you know senator hendon if you would have asked me this Eight years ago, 10 years ago, I would have said yes. Um, I think what we have seen is a consistent disillusioned black community. Right. Um, and they have not necessarily seen the outcome of electing. I mean, we've had historical elections from the president on down. And I think if you look at uh, when we elected Obama to even to right up to now with us having the most black elected officials in the in the country. But I think what you're seeing with it, even with this last election uh, was the black turnout was so low. And they because, again, what are black folks getting for their vote for voting? And so I don't know that any aldermanic race is going to drive additional turnout in these cases because most of these people have figured out how to win their own wow. specific races. Right. And so I don't know that there's a, a concerted effort to get out citywide voter turnout. Most of the aldermen that are running are going to try and keep they, they know how to win their ward. But they're not trying to increase the voter base because that increases the unpredictability. Okay, let's see if we can get Renee in real quick. Okay, we'll try to get Renee in real quick before we take this break. Uh, Jules, okay. can we get her in real quick? Yeah, yeah we're going to put you on right now. Okay, there. yeah, if she, you and her stop talking. We can get her in. You and her stop talking. Right. She just, ah, ah, ah. okay, <laughs> Renee, you, we got one minute. Right, What's on your mind? Okay. First, thanks for taking my call. Sure. And Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all that stuff. I just want to say that in December of 2018, a lot of people didn't know who Lori Lightfoot was, yet she became mayor. So we can't count people out yet because, you know, you have months to have them uh, in debates and in the news to find out more about people. So I wouldn't count out Brandon Johnson, for example. And Trey Garcia, from what I saw, he was leading in the polling, and that guy free gave money to a whole lot of people, uh, millions of dollars, 
especially to the Democratic Party. So we can't discount anybody. But thanks for taking my call. I agree with that. Uh-huh. And uh, Mays, okay. we're going to respond right after this break because we're up against a hard break. And we'll be right back. Don't go nowhere, Mays Jackson. Don't go nowhere to listen to the audience. We'll uh, we're right not back. going nowhere. All right. I'm going to call my congressman. I want my round of money. Now, Catfish. Y'all know the hustle. Y'all know you better secure that bag. All right, Jill. All right, all right. Let's bring it on in. We're going to go right back to the calls because this, this, wow, wow. The phones are lighting up and we got uh, Dr. Willie Wilson just called in. Maze, let's get Maze back on. Hey, Maze, you there? Hey, Senator, I'm back. I'm here, man. I'm here. We was listening to that Rona money, man. <laughs> yeah, that's me and Farley, Jack Master Farley. You know Jack Master Farley produces good music. That's my man. And uh, Maze, uh, I wanted to just say real quick about the call about uh, what Renee said. I like Brandon Johnson, too. I really do. Uh, but if a person is stuck at one or two points... You know, like like she said, you know, in a, in a couple of weeks, like you say, in January, we'll, it'll be clearer. Um, and she's right. Uh, 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 Freed gave sixty five million dollars to politicians. But part of his in, uh, indictment says that there was a scheme. And I'm reading it here. It's in the Sun-Times. You don't have to trust me in the business section that part of what they were doing was a scheme of campaign finance scheme that sought to influence public policy in Washington and Chewy Garcia does sit on the Financial uh, Institutions Committee, which they were testifying in front of about cryptocurrency and and trying to regulate it, and he did nothing. I think a lot more is going to come down, and then we shall see. But let's bring in, uh, do you have any opinion on that? Because uh, I like Brandon Johnson. You like Brandon Johnson, right? So I, let me just say this. I, I got to say, I really, I have... For a long time, I used to give Brandon Johnson the business because, you know, I'm just not a socialist. But I will tell you that as I have gotten to know Brandon Johnson, I really think his heart is in the right place. Uh, I don't know if he has the ability to get the name recognition uh, in this time. And that's why I'm not necessarily counting anyone out. Right. Senator Hendon, after the first two weeks of this next and that's part of the reason we want to hold back on the poll uh, is because I want to see what happens in the first two weeks. We know that right after fir- after the first of the year, TV, radio, everything needs to start flying by within two weeks. Because remember, we'll start voting at the end of January. Right. Because everybody voting, right we'll now is the, the holiday, Christmas, New Year's Eve. Exactly. Then after that, it, it rocking and rolling. But I think a month, though. Yeah, I think Brandon voting is hurt by Chewy, a month. by Chewy taking half his money because the unions are split half the money going to. Chewy had the money going to Brandon. I think that hurts Brandon. Let's bring in Dr. Willie Wilson. Dr. Willie Wilson, are you there, my friend? I am here, both of you guys. How y'all doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Dr. Wilson, uh-oh, uh-oh. We got the one and only Dr. Wilson running a simulcast. Man, we doing history today. We got the biggest black candidate on the thing, Senator Ricky Hendon and Mays Jackson. Dr. Man. Wilson, and I meant to tell you, Dr. Wilson, Mary, can I tell y'all what? Dr. Wilson has got to be one of the most thoughtful brothers. You know, Reese, Dr. Wilson sent me uh Merry Christmas. On day four Christmas, just said that I don't want nothing. I just want to tell you Merry Christmas. I was like, hold on, you ain't calling to tell me what I got to do, what I said. <laughs> no, Doctor Jackson, I just want to tell you Merry Christmas to you and your family. 
Listen. That's you, you, you can't help but love the man. That, Go ahead. What's up, Dr. That, Wilson? That's what I love about him, too. And then, it, you know, he, he just keep giving away his own money. Now, now, me and Jewel was just talking about that. Willie, you could be sitting up in the Bahamas with your feet up, uh, drinking on Bahama Mamas and, and getting, 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 getting your back rubbed and all that. And, but they stared you out and here giving away your money and running for mayor. Why do you run for mayor and why do you give away your money? Well, let's put it this way. I'm from uh, the Jim Crow days, and we struggle. You know, we struggle. Uh, we, we we needed help, and people may still help us, and we help them. And so I just never got out of the mood of struggling. And so right now today, I still figure that I I struggle. So whatever penny I get, my family and I, we give away uh, 100% of it. And, and along with the people out there struggling, uh, we, we must struggle with them and help do all we can do. And so my vacation is out here uh, trying to help people who can't get to work, who don't have food to eat, uh, real estate taxes, uh, nonviolent misdemeanor people in jail for two or three years, haven't even had a crowd, uh, you, you know, stuff like that. And so uh, we'll, we'll have things that we wanted out of life, you know, so... We have to help others. I'm not wanting to go down in the Bahama cruise and and, uh, spend my money and the rest of the people struggling. Wow. Dr. Wilson, let me ask you real quick because it's funny, not funny, but I thought it was interesting. You know, being the fact that you were a sharecropper uh, from the Jim Crow South has been part of your. of your American dream story, because I do believe that you are a living example of the American dream. Um, I noticed that in the mayor's latest commercial, she's now trying to claim her down south, southern Jim Crow roots, as well as I have noticed that uh, throughout the city, I, you know, I sent you a message the other day, uh, I noticed that uh, she is putting up these four by uh, eight posters around the city calling you a Republican and uh, saying that you voted for Jim, uh, voted for Bruce Rauner. Why do you suspect that the mayor is trying to, one, mimic your your South, your Southern component, while at the same time uh, taking wax at you when there are other, clearly other front-runner candidates, uh, people that she should be taking wax at. What, what, why do you think she's coming at you so hard? Well, for first of all, I, I think to know that she's well behind it. You know, when she first ran for for mayor of Chicago, uh, during the, let's say, uh, the first started out, she didn't win not one African American, uh, particular award. And at that time, I, I, I endorsed her afterward. I made a hell of a mistake, as I always tell people today. Uh, I mean, like, look, I endorsed her. I gave her, I believe, I think I gave her 10 grand for her election. Uh, out here, if I'm such a Republican, why did she allow me to endorse her and, and take my and, and <laughs> take your money? Yeah, get that back to me. She I'll sure took right, that money. Know? Yeah, right. And, and and so to me, that don't make don't make sense. But but nevertheless, um, I I think that look, the real deal is that I'm from South. I was raised in Crow Day. I only went one day, one day in eighth grade. 
I struggled. I picked cotton. I chopped cotton. I ran away from home. But all I've done was was struggle, struggle, struggle. We got our break, the chance to make it, and we made it. I tell the truth. I don't try to be, I call it bourgeois. I don't try to be that. I just have to hang around regular people, you know, and I always will do that the rest of my life. And, and, and so, but she's never been in, in that type of uh, struggle. Um, I mean, she have disappointed Chicago, uh, and and I'm part to blame for it because if I had not endorsed her, I just don't believe she'd been well, there. Well, let me let me drop this in real quick, uh, Willie and Mays. We had two choices at that point. It was her and Tony Preckwinkle, and I just could not do Tony Preckwinkle. And I, you know, Willie, you know, I stayed at home. I laid on the couch because Chewy Garcia's people was running um, Lori's campaign, and they were disrespectful to me, disrespectful to the black community, disrespectful to you because we won 16 of the 19 black wards, and they were going trying to tell me they were Latino trying to tell me how to run the campaign in the black community. And Mays, you know, I would never go over to, to, to the Polish community and tell them how to work on the Polish community. I'd never go into the Latino community and tell them how to get votes in the Latino community. If you don't want every Latino award, I would respect that. So I don't think you did a, made a mistake. It didn't turn out good, but you know what I'm, I'm trying to say, Mays? We didn't have but one I, other I choice. What you, we had a choice. Sometimes our choices is not between right and wrong. It's between wrong and wronger. And I would tell you that a lot of us have been put in between a rock and a hard place. We had it, this was the, the choice of the devil you know and the devil you don't and know. The devil. We, we bet on the devil that we didn't know, and we bet on the devil that we didn't know. Uh, and we found out that she would she was just as devilish as the one we did know. Now, all right? so I'm gonna say you, we was all in the same we was all in the same space. But I got Senator Hendon Senator Hendon while we got uh, uh, Dr. Wilson, I do want to ask you, sure. Dr. Wilson, the number one issue in the city of Chicago right now, without hands down, has to be public safety and crime. What are you going to do about the crime in the city of Chicago, especially knowing that we got this whole thing about defunding the police and somebody? How do you balance that, knowing that the historical relationship between black people and police in Chicago, as well as the fact that it does really feel like crime is out of control? Well, I, I look, I have a personal issue with that crime because of the fact that I lost a 20-year-old son to crime, drug dealer. All right, so we're going to fix that situation. Now, however, I, I do believe that there's good and bad and everything, all right? Mm. Now, I, I believe really it, 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 the, the root of the crime is because we do not invest into economic empowerment, and then I'm not talking about development, but economic empowerment, because I got two different uh, meaning that I get from it. Empowerment just meaning that you own your own businesses, mm-hmm. and economic development just jobs. Well, if you own your own business, you put the contracts in that people can begin to raise families and then uh, send their kids to school and buy cars and, and homes and things of that nature and pay their taxes and everything else. Now, the, the, the contract that the city do not give to 
this particular community, the African American community, or the minority community, let's put it that way, uh, out here, so they suffer. Whatever they are privacy, they always will be crime. You don't have crime. So that's, that's true. Right. So I believe that you have to set an infrastructure up long term and short term. First of all, short term, you have to hold people accountable. Long term, we have to make sure that our kids coming up to first grade to to uh, second or third or fourth or fifth, before they can pass, they need to take uh, be uh, guaranteed take a trade so they will learn a trade in school. All right? By the time you get to finish school, you got six, seven different trades uh, that you, you act to have and that you can get these good jobs. So you're going to bring trade schools back? Uh, you're going to reopen the trade schools? Because I, I like that because everybody's not – for going to a four-year college. It's just not for them. Some of these young people have babies early, so if they got a trade and have a, a good-paying job because of that trade or start a business because of that trade, they don't have to do crime. Some people are going to do crime anyway, but they won't have to do crime to feed their families. So you will bring back the trade schools, Dr. Wilson? They will bring them back to that way in community center to our different organizations at school first, of course. And then we go to, we, we even put them in infrastructure that we have in place today. Take, for example, the Chicago Housing Authority. What's wrong with putting trades in there that people can learn how to do brick layer, put tiles in the ceiling? I get it. already existing. I All get right. it. Once you get out of there, you, you, you not only get a job, you get them a contract and you take the tax dollar that that that, that to community put into it and reinvest it back into that particular community. Uh, I, I, I think that the other community around Chicago area, white, black, Asian American, I've been to pretty much all of them lately. Uh, they, they struggle and we all have different problems and things, but there's a certain group of left out. And I think we got to deal with that crime from long term from that standpoint of view. Short okay, so you're not you're not for defunding the police. You're not for um, defunding the police, as, as Mays asked, which is. Um, I, I, I'm, I know no way on earth. How am I defund the police? When people uh, getting mugged in the head, bringing their people home, killing people, raping people, I, I, that just don't add up to me at all. All right. Uh, now I am a concealed carry. All right. Now uh, uh, my whole take on this whole situation: we were raised up that way with shotguns and things that nature to go and hunt for food. If you defund the police, who's going to protect us? <laughs> Good question. Mays, you had another no, question I, for Dr. I, Wilson. Uh, I, I have one, but I, I want to give have a, I, a follow-up. Let's let Mays follow up on that. Go Dr. ahead, Mays. Wilson, um, one, of the other, one of the big things that um, people ask oftentimes, and I saw that you've been picking up some endorsements, but Dr. Wilson, where do you feel like your opportunity to grow is? We, we know you're going to win in the black community, but what we also know is that you cannot become the mayor of Chicago with just a black vote. Dr. Right. Wilson, how do you get uh, white folks, Latinos, and uh, and Asians to support you, and do you have a path to getting those other groups on your team? Well, I, I I admit that this here in the past, basically what we've done, we we accustomed to working and doing business in our own environment. 
that environment has been for, for me since I've been in the game of as a kid working in African American community. Now, we've been expanding that for a number of different years now. You know, we did get endorsed the, the larger community by the Polish American and into the Chicago. Yeah, the National oh, Polish uh, Congress. The National Polish, Polish Congress, Congress endorsed Dr. Wilson a month ago or so, right? Uh, uh, right, right. About a couple months ago, they did. And then we also got the uh, Italian police uh, uh, organization endorse us. We got the Filipino uh, community endorse us as well. We got over 100 and uh, 200 some Latina pastors endorse us as well. You know, and we got more coming. All right. Now, we, we've been out there into those communities. I think by my part in the past, we just didn't didn't go out there, but but we've been out there for a while now, and we find that they got issues just like the other community got issues. They may not be the same, but they're issues, and we, we just start to pay attention to all of Chicago. See, my whole situation, we say there is a black and brown coalition, but I don't see it that way. I see a black, brown, white, Asian coalition all over the guys. Oh, Maze. Did you hear that, Maze? Hey. Did you hear that? I told you, Maze. I told you, Maze. Now, hold on. Now, hold on. man. Look now, let me ask you. Let me and then Senator, this, this and then, excuse me, Doctor Wilson. And then I'm a, I'm a. We got a bunch of calls on our lines too. But let me just ask this last piece of it, Doctor Wilson. One of the challenges, and one of the challenges that I am trying to wrap my head around, and and and, and bear with me here. And I'm. This is a tough, tough challenge to talk about. But one of the challenges that I feel you have is is your own people <clears throat> is black folks particularly our one there's two things one the black folks who are quote unquote part of the power structure right now that want to be that won't support you right and would rather support Chewy than see a black man get to the top spot because they it's like anybody I'd rather be with a white guy or a, a Chinese or a uh, a Latino guy before I have to bow down to a black person and then the second is the, and was black it seems to be this and it seems to be a group of black college educated folks that will give Chewy a break for his accent, but don't seem to give you the same credit for accents that are very similar to a lot of our own grandparents, etc. Dr. Wilson, how do you how do you break through with your own people in some cases that are probably some of your toughest critics? Well, it, it, it's twofold. Look, that didn't happen ever since I've been born on Earth. Mm. I'm from the Jim Crow days. Some of you see that. You, you first of all, in order to, you got to first go to school and uh, how not graduate from it, first of all. In order to help us as a people, you got to be able to be spit on, walk on, talk about, abuse. And once you graduate from that, then you can begin to love them all regardless of how how they hate you. Mm, mm, mm. 
I just got to so say I, something right here. Dr. Wilson, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, <laughs> Maze, I just got one of them spiritual moments, man. I, I, you know, y'all know I'm, I'm real about my stuff. I just got a spiritual moment all through me because I am so sick of the black elitists looking down on us. And I come from the West Side. I, I, I used to have to deal with that when I first got to the Senate. I want the, the leader of the Senate, black South Side, said to me, what you going to do with a million dollars on the West Side? I say the same damn thing you're going to do with on the South Side. Don't look down on us just because we're from the West Side. Don't look down on Dr. Wilson just because he he didn't make it through seventh grade. He made it. He is. We got to be able to show our kids who also struggling. Let me let me shut up. Uh, we, we, that, that, that they can make it too. If, you know what I'm saying, Maze? If Willie can make it and he didn't and he dropped out of seventh grade and he ran away from school, we got little pooking them out there in the same situation. And we got to be able to show them Dr. Wilson and say, you can do it too. You can make it too. Don't give up. Keep trying. And the elitists, the black elitists need to understand that. I'm sorry, but that, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> well, let me, no, I look, let me just say this too. Let me, let me just say this too. My accent, people send me uh, uh, emails and they send me Facebook message. They said, "Well, you gotta, you gotta get you a person that teaches you uh, how to speak." Well, I look at it this way: if I wanted to hire a thousand school teachers to give me a lesson, I could, I could, I can afford to, I can do that. I can afford to do it. All right, but I'm not gonna put myself. I'm doing fine like I am. What about those young men, young ladies out here who can't go to school, don't have the money? Uh, come from uh, families that unable to put them to school, but I stay like this here so that they can possibly look at me and say, "Hey, look, I, I Dr. Wilson did it. I can do it." That's all I'm right. talking about. That's all I'm talking about. Maze, go ahead, Maze. So, so my money. And do we got like call? That, go ahead. My, go my ahead. Uh, like that. I, I so my money and stuff like that. You'll find me um, for years in somebody's church on a Sunday. And the rest of the day, you'll find me in the community. You'll find me doing all these things to our community. I mean, me supporting them, people who who on the street don't have food to eat. Hmm. All right, yeah, uh, people who've been on the street, living on the street for ten years, hmm. and can't. Can't, can't make it, don't, only maybe bad once a month if they can, you know? Uh, you know, these are the kind of things that life uh, have taught me is to help others, regardless of how they talk and sound. Now, understand this now. The ones who out here talking about myself and things of that nature, look, as I always say before, and I always will say this here, I signed it front of my check, and they signed the back of that. <laughs> and I gotta say this: you do business internationally, Vietnam, China. They don't. They don't have no problem doing business with you, do they, Doctor Wilson? No, I do business worldwide. We do business from Chicago to Australia to Africa to Israel. You name it, worldwide. Dubai. We 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 import our stuff our own self now. From leaving from 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 around the world, China, you name it, uh, on on boats, 
clear the customer there and get to the United States and L.A. and clear there and, and Seattle, Washington, or to Canada, all the way through here to the end user, all right? We, we, we do all those things ourselves. We, we have offices and things like that in a four or five warehouse around the country, plus international as well. Well, well school didn't teach me this, but all my faith in the Lord and hard not brought me this far. My man, listen, yeah, I, I am I, up I against the clock, Dr. Right. Wilson. We need more time with you, Mays. I don't know what's happening on your end. I know you got some calls, but I have to be out of here at uh, 7.58 on the nose. Um, so I just want to thank you both. Maze, if you have one final question for Dr. Wilson, a statement, I could take that, but that's going to be about it for me. Doc, Doc I'm going to ask you this real quick because um, I know this is in the news. Dr. Wilson, you came to the rescue of uh, Chris Kabzinski of McDonald's uh, during the time of some of his uh, poor choice of words. He is now being sued for racial discrimination uh, by his former head of security for basically speaking up, not calling him a racist, but saying being compassionate. Uh, have you had any words with uh, Chris, Chris Kabzinski from the... Um, from McDonald's, and will you support that brother that is now suffering the repercussions? They kicked him off the private jet because uh, he spoke up on the racism or on on being compassionate. I I, I heard of that just just the other day on I think a week or two ago on news or something like that. But let me say this about uh, about McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's is bigger than Chris K. McDonald's is 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 the, the the reason that I'm able to one of the reasons at least that I'm able to help a thousand thousand of people around the globe and particularly here in Chicago too. All right, Doctor uh, Wilson, I'm going to have to leave it at that. I'm up against the clock. I thank you. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Mays. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> And we got All about right. thirty Man, seconds. Might you might mess. Up. You mess around. I might come up to the station. Okay. I'm taking the day off. So give me, invite me in. I'm gonna come up there. You're welcome to do that. And Dr. I don't know Wilson. if you gotta leave. Uh, uh, if Doctor Wilson, you can call me. Sure, y'all can finish it up. But I appreciate you both. Love you both. But I'm up against the clock. Uh, Jewel is looking at me right now. That's about it. All right. Thank you. And me and Maze will be back tomorrow. We'll continue our t- 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 simulcast at seven a.m. tomorrow. I'll be here at six a.m. sitting in for Cynthia Jackson. Love you both. Thank you, Dr. Wilson. Thank you, Mace Jackson. See you next. See you tomorrow.